Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. Lots of good double IPA going. Yeah. I, you know, I thought your eyes are kind of like you know, half closed right now. <laughs> On the way down here, I was thinking to myself, you know, the uh, Christian brewing site or the Christian uh, blog site with the uh, brewing information on it was right. Really, we need to you know clean up our act, control ourselves. Little getting a little too locker room sometimes. I apologize, Jamil, for my behavior. I think I I, I don't think uh, being Christian means you need to be uh, a doofus, but. <laughs> I think it, you know, I think they, they were right. And so I was, had all intents and purposes. I was, you know, like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be all business here. Oh, just so me. every time in this show that you say, <laughs> I bought a big sack, you're not going to reference what? it Some this sort time. Of a teabag joke or something like that. Yeah. You're going to leave it alone. I did not mention any big sacks. I know you mentioned it's, in the Sunday show. Every show. No. It did. does happen every show, doesn't it, Big Joel? Yeah. He always it's always mentions, my bag, it seems like. I didn't mention anyone's sack. I did mention shooting up on the last show and <laughs> a couple other things. And so really what I was going to say was, you know, after like five minutes, I went out the window. <laughs> and then, and I just then, don't care. And then, well, you know, it was all the good beer. You know, Nick, he provided us a couple of excellent uh, German uh, lagers. Those were really good. Uh, you know, all of us had it here. Five people, we, we shared those, and they were excellent. And then, uh, John, you brought like three beers, three, you know, really good beers. One I didn't care for, but the other two were, were excellent as always. And then McDowell brought, you know, this killer uh, double IPA long shot winner. And, uh, you know, one of the person that's really let me down is McChad. Didn't bring any beer. But, uh, you know, that's all right. Uh, you know, I think he let me down last time, too. I'm really, really kind of disappointed, but I thought he was going to be able to step in and take over in case uh, McDowell got hit by a bus. <laughs> I thought it was set, but uh, I think I'm, I'm not in trouble now. <laughs> and we won't talk about Justin's brewing. Anyways, uh, so, uh, you know, one of the things uh, at the GABF that I, I didn't mention uh, when we were talking about last episode was... Uh, one of the greatest things is meeting people from all over the place. So, you know, I, I exchange email with people from all over the world asking questions and just, you know, chatting about general stuff. And there's like a couple guys in Denmark that I've communicated with a few times. Wow. And, uh, you know, real, real nice guys. And then here at the GABF, I don't think I, I think one of them I met 
that I had exchanged email with, and then you know I ended up meeting like three guys from Denmark. <laughs> Just a random books. chance in Colorado. Well, no, yeah, they came up yeah. with the book sign. They go, hey, you know, yeah. We're the guys know, from Denmark. Yeah, how you doing? No, they all came up, like, individually. I don't even know if they were traveling together. And, and I don't know if I really knew any of them from email. but Or I knew, from, like, one of them from email. It was really cool. You yeah. know, the three guys from Denmark come out, you know. Yeah. And then there was this other guy from uh, 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 Czech Republic, I guess. Or the Czech states. Uh, uh, Hunza. And he actually runs, like, the biggest... A beer website in all of the Czech areas, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he's opening a uh, a brew pub, and he's all excited about different styles. He wants to bring like a you know uh, American pub styles to uh, you know uh, Czechoslovakia. Okay, and yeah, real nice guy, you know. And uh, I you know I don't get much chance to talk to any of these guys, but uh, he wants to bring American real- beers to the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, because what he's saying is, yeah. you know, yeah, they they've got you know. Czech Pilsners, really, you know, some of the world's best. Oh, yeah. You know, awesome, awesome beers. Hands down. But it's like, you know, some variety, you know, yeah. to try these other things. These other things can be really good, too. It's like, uh, I'm sure you can get a great, uh, you know, uh, uh, Wisconsin cheddar in the United States, but how about like some brie or some blue cheese or, you know, whatever, you know, you, right. you know, try some different cheese. So, right. you know, he's just trying to bring variety. He's going to be like one of the first people to do something like this over wow. there. That's huge. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I Daniela had the same cool. idea for Germany too. She wanted. She thought that an American brew pub that would fail uh, miserably there. Yeah. And uh, well, that's what she was worried about. But she thought, you know, the possibility of having she, it, it actually wouldn't be brewed in Germany, but importing all of these American craft beers and uh, in a place like Munich, yeah, it actually might not uh, fail miserably. But yeah. it would be a tough road to plow. But it. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, I think it's a great you, idea. You'd have to hang out near the uh, military bases, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there so. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the embassies happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but I love Germany, but I, I just don't think that would go over that thing there. I don't know. They Maybe like I could be totally wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, and the other thing I did there is I uh, the uh, Keg Ran Out Club. I did the... <laughs> a uh, yeah. I, uh, a great bunch of people, too. I did the... Uh, they have a... A event there during GABF where they invite people to come and speak and have a whole bunch of prizes. I mean, just a ton of prizes. You buy raffle tickets, you're pretty much guaranteed of winning, I think. Mm-hmm. Amazing food, although I didn't get to eat anything because you're I drinking. was constantly busy with one thing or another. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't get any raffle pr- tickets because I didn't want to carry home a whole bunch of glassware in my check-on luggage. Um, they had a couple, they had, uh, DeClerc 1 and 2. I put in like a $50 bid on those and got outbid by somebody else. But yeah, I was like, ah, that's alright. Wow. Um, but they were really nice and I had a, a really good time there. I, I did a talk on, uh, uh people want to know my secrets for brewing, right? So, I don't actually have any secrets. <laughs> you know, two seconds because I don't have any secrets. <laughs> but, uh, no, I talked for like 30, Minutes, forty-five minutes, whatever it was. I talked about philosophy of uh, brewing, uh, you know, great beer. You know, stuff that you know that the we guys here talk about all the time. And uh, people seem, you know, either they were really nice and you know can fake sincerity really well when they said they really liked the talk, <laughs> or they just did not like it, or you know, or they were you no know, telling me the truth that they really liked the talk. So uh, you know, like. Uh, Pretty much everybody that was there said how much they liked it. I was really, really pleased. Very, very touched. They were very kind. Nice. And I tell you, that was one great event. And if you're at the uh, GABF 
in the future, uh, Thursday night, uh, you know, peel out early and head over to this thing and support these guys. All the proceeds go to uh, uh, charity. Oh, there you go. That's really, really great event. And, you know, the food, they had, you know, one of those giant rounds of roast beef that if you've bought one of these at a hotel before as part of, like, a conference, it's like a a $1,000 piece of meat. Wow. And, you know, if you buy at a grocery store, it's like a $600 piece of meat. (laughs) You see this thing. And, uh, you know, and they had a whole bunch of other stuff, too. It was really nice. And then they had a whole bunch of really great beers. I had just a wonderful time. I I could see you doing, like... After we do doing lines after that, well, no. whoa, whoa, let's get back to the religion here. No, um, doing a, My a talk on philosophy beer. of brewing. Yeah, well, I've, I've heard your uh, essence of brewing uh, speech, and uh, it's really good. Oh, thank you. Can you yeah. share what that was like? Well, he gave you, that or? at uh, the uh, Northern California Home Brewers Festival in uh, like. How long ago was it? it? Might have been 2005. Wow. Yeah. When you were I've, there, I tweaked it a little bit since then. then. Basically, it's all in the ferment, and you get you know. I remember that. Well, and I, yeah. and I, I focused on consistency and how how to get consistency and things to, to, to tweet to get to consistency and how that was important. And I was really worried because I thought everybody would want to hear, um, you know, oh, you know, ferment at this temperature, mash at this temperature, do this, you know, specifics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that that's not going to help anybody. You really want people to understand kind of philosophy of how to dial in your brewing and make make your brewing great mm. you know be a, a, an excellent brewer how do you do that that's what i think people really need to uh you know hear that and and then they can work on that and you know get to a point and you know a bunch of the really great brewers there they came up afterwards and they said you know what you're saying is exactly what i did that made you know my beer so much better was exactly what you're saying so I was really, really excited. Well, you're like preaching like a process and a mentality to quality, quality beer. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, anybody can apply those rules. It's a matter of you whether or not you want to actually use it. I was, I was worried. You know, you know me. I don't think anybody wants to hear me rattle on. I mean, that's you know, that's why you're here because you're like the only person that can put up with me for this long. <laughs> Thank God, there's one. <laughs> there's one. <laughs> Well, and, uh, you know, I wanted to say, uh, you know, besides you, we've got, uh, McDole, hmm. Mr. Uh, Tasty McDole, who is, uh, the, uh, uh, long shot winner, uh, this year for his, his beer is going to be in the, uh, long shot six pack. And then we got, uh, his, uh, bastard son, uh, Mini Me. Chatty McChad. Mini McDole. Sleepy McChad. Sleepy McChad. Tasty McDole and Sleepy McChad. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so I, I feel uh, quite quite blessed. Speaking of the Christian uh, blog site, yeah. uh, to we have, have, have theme going here we, sure. we got some we got some great people in yeah. the studio here. I'm quite 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 proud. Anyway, so I had just you know a wonderful time at JBF. I got totally exhausted, and then you know you know just wanted to do a. a, a one of these shows there at the, at the GBF, and I just like, like no, I, to- no. I totally wimped out. I was you just pushed like, out. Oh, yeah, please, Justin, can we skip doing this? <laughs> well, I did I'm my tired. show. I'm impressed that you actually my back asked. Hurts. Like, you were busy. Well, I did I my show so that night though, and uh, it was tough, man. It was rough. You, you so you were right in the it's sense really that noisy it, it, it was noisy. The audio afterward, I listened to it today because I was editing it. It actually came out okay, yeah, yeah. but doing it and doing an interview. 
It was rough, man. So you were right in that sense. Yeah. It was fine. I let you off the hook. I, I, well, I'm glad you did. I felt, <laughs> you know, I felt so bad because, you know, I don't want to let you down. I probably but, had that uh, butt hurt look on my face too when you, you said did. it. You did. Know, I'm just like, oh god, you know. Yeah. Here he needs me to do this, and I'm being a real dick. By well, it was for the crowd. I wanted your fans yeah. to see you do a show live, but. It probably wouldn't have been nobody there. It would have been, well, just, it would have been rough. It was tough to hear what was <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening session. Oh, yeah, you brutal. Know, the, so. the, the Saturday daytime session, we had a line for people wanting books signed. Yeah. The Saturday evening session, like three people came up. Yeah, totally different crowd. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a different crowd. Anyway, oh, and speaking of the book, uh, Brewing Classic Styles, 80 winning recipes anyone can brew. Extract and all grain recipes, award-winning tips in there. Great stuff by yours truly and John Palmer. And uh, there, we are down to a, a very limited amount in the store. Okay, I'm not going to sign like 10 billion of these books. So, what's in the store now? It says inventory available is running out. There's maybe like 50 of the regular signing, and maybe 30 of the personal signings. Once those are gone, they're gone. So if you want a signed book, you should go to the store and buy that. Yeah, and and Justin, uh, I know a lot of people they want the BN Army shirts. I have a BN Army shirt now. (laughs) I wear it very proudly. And uh, if you uh, want one of those, I like it. It's got the the, like hop grenade on it. I think it's really cool. Uh, They've got them in the store again. So uh, and I I think he's got like larges and extra larges, and so stocked. So you better hurry before they run. (laughs) Go, nice work. go to the site now and uh, buy yourself a shirt. And, uh, you know, if you want to buy a book, uh, go ahead and buy yourself a book. I think that's a good thing. And speaking of buying things, you know who sponsors the show? NB. Northern Brewer. Yeah. Our buddies, northernbrewer.com. There you go. Yeah. Good people. I, I like them a bunch. And uh, they're kind enough to uh, help defray the cost of... Uh, Running the fan in the corner there, and uh, <laughs> keeping these, keeping the power keeping, supply, keeping here. the power supply, and uh, keeping Justin warm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Keep, keep Justin cookies and uh, cocaine. Okay. Yes. Yeah. When you guys aren't all sweating in the studio here, I, I'm freezing. You want to smell me? So, Come here. Uh, smell me. <laughs> smell me. <laughs> Pay those bills. Yeah. All, right, all right. So we're totally off track and uh, blown a bunch of time on very interesting conversation but all right so what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to be talking about uh, american uh, loggers and we're going to go through the light logger and the standard logger and the premium logger and the style guide and because the recipes are very similar and we're really going to focus on you know how you make such a great clean logger. I mm-hmm. think is is where we need to focus. So Hard to right do. after this break, we're gonna get into that, and uh, we'll be back real quick. All right. Coming this fall, four beer cans and a bag of sanitizer. That will be four thousand dollars for shipping. Never. I won't pay more than twenty bucks for shipping. Ha ha ha! You will not find a deal like that now. Northern Brewers flat rate shipping promotion is finished. No. I'll never pay that much. Never. My patience wears thin, young home brewer. You must pay too much for shipping. <laughs> never fear. Northern Brewers here. Foolish Northern Brewer. Your flat rate shipping promotion has ended. No, sir. Now we got $7.99 flat rate shipping all the time over here. Northern Brewer has all of your home brewing, wine, mead, cider, and soda making needs. And a complete line of award winning beer kits, including the intergalactically boozy Bourbon Barrel Porter. Still with cheap ass shipping. Place an order at northernbrewer.com and get some flat 
rates, $7.99 shipping action. Offer good and continuous U.S. only. Some heavy and or bulky items are excluded, such as glass bottles, sacks of grain, bulk DME, and oak barrels. Take that, guy. $7.99 flat rate shipping. Ah, my retina! Retina? Damn near killed ya. Now, back to the Jameel Show. Alright, we're back. Hey, you know, so I'm sitting there, JBF signing books. You know, I always got stories I can't get, can't get to the point I, I get to me story. I'm signing books, and up walks this guy, and he's like, hi, how you doing? I'm like, great, how are you? And he stands the there. Are you? Stands there for a moment, and then he says, "I'm Terry Foster." And I, you know, you know, it takes it probably just took you a moment there to figure out Terry Foster. Oh, pale ale guy, right? Wrote the pale ale book, and he wrote another book too. But the pale ale book, the the second edition of it, excellent. You know, that's a fantastic pale ale book. And so, you know, it took me like a a, a couple of seconds. To think, oh, Terry Foster Paleo, oh, you know, I love this guy, you know, and he writes articles for BYO and a bunch of other stuff. And, uh, and before I could say, oh, you know, yeah, I know who you are, you know, he was like, I wrote the Paleo book and the other stuff. I think he was a little bit, uh, offended that I didn't know who he yeah, was. But he said, oh, I just thought I'd say hi. And I'm like, hey, you know, I said, you know, your pale ale book made a world of difference in my pale ale brewing. Mm. So that's a fantastic book. I said, I really appreciate that. And he goes, well, he goes, that's what it's all about. He says, that's the only reason to write this stuff is oh, yeah. people make better beer. And I thought to myself, that's so true. It's like, you know, the whole reason to write like the BYO articles and, uh, you know, all that, uh, you know, it's really, really kind of cool. And, and actually, BYO, if you want to, you know, I do a style profile column every month in BYO. And I get into lots of detail right. on how to brew these. You styles. write a lot, now. yeah, more more than you know. They like the long, drawn out answers that yeah, yeah. are you know like uh, Mr. Wood, and it, and people love that stuff. Sure, sure, because it you know covers every little question they have. Uh, you know, go to uh, byo.com slash the brewing network, and uh, you know you sign up there, and uh, the brewing network gets a cut of your subscription price. Nice. Yeah. So uh, help out the Brewing Network and and do that if you get a chance. Did did his book help you out with your uh, hop scheduling and your American Red Ale, your American Pale Ale? Did that book? No, um, no, not really in the American styles. Okay, that that American Red was just totally uh, just something I came up with on the fly. And it worked out perfectly. Yeah, and it just turned out stunning. And, okay. and people are winning like you know first place medals with that that. Uh, uh, red ale recipe all over the place. I just got another one, uh, email from a guy who won first place of the Dixie Cup with that. Nice. And, uh, I get emails all the time. Oh, that red ale? I got first place with that. <laughs> that's <laughs> yummy. It's, that's a killer recipe. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's another one of those really good ones that, that just works out perfect. All right. So let's, let's get into, into the American loggers. You got a description for us on these? Um, you got 20 minutes? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, all right. American lagers, premium lagers, standard lagers, light lagers. Uh-huh. Um, the aroma will be low to medium malt aroma. Um, grainy, sweet, maybe corn-like mm-hmm. coming through. Um, a spicy floral hop presence usually, low to medium low. Um, m- very minimal DMS, low esters, um, and low, um, you don't want any apple aroma coming through. Um, no diacetyl. Some, some of them might, you know, like Budweiser, they say has a little bit of a... Wow. 
I don't get much. Fair enough. Yeah. A little green apple. Mm. Visually uh, pale to gold color, depending on the gravity of the beer. Um, Frothy head retention. Uh, Brilliant clarity, of course. Flavor, crisp and dry finish. Low levels of sweetness, low to medium hop bitterness can vary to more malty to slightly bitter, depending on which one you're brewing, I guess. Uh, should be balanced with a malt and bitterness. Of course, I think balance is a key here. Um, can be highly carbonated, depending on which one you're brewing. I think a light American lager is definitely different than a premium American lager, as far mm-hmm. as carbonation levels are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, round malt mouthfeel coming through, and maybe some light body from the use of right the rice extract. Um, overall, it's a, definitely a broad range for the brewer to brew, uh, and it's definitely refreshing, mm-hmm. thirst-quenching, probably one of the most consumed styles of beer in the world. Yes, the the, the most consumed style of beer is American Standard Lager. There you go. And that's, 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 probably, that's Bud. Yeah, Budweiser has Budweiser. The, the, the vast uh, share of the world's marketing beer. Every country drinks that and brews that. Every country. Yeah. And uh, that has beer. Um, well, and here's the thing. In the BJCP descriptions, they are including in there, under premium, they're throwing in like Heineken and like uh, Carlsberg and a couple Stella. of Stella, and you know, all those things are in there in the, in the premium. And those are gonna have some of that malt character, those are gonna have some of that hop character. If you're talking about the American versions, those are gonna have, are gonna be ultra clean. You know, sometimes you'll pick, they're so clean, you'll pick up something like a, t- a slight touch of a seed aisle, it's like green apple. Cause there's nothing else in there, you know. There's very light malt, very, you know, no hops almost, you know, just a, a real balanced, real dry, real clean, you know, uh, a great way of, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, masterfully done, mm-hmm. you know, to, to brew something that clean. Do you, and, do you uh, enjoy drinking Bud? I mean, have, when, no, I, 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 oh. I generally don't drink those because they don't, uh, I like the intensely flavored beers generally. Okay. So, uh, you like know, I like, sou- I like, no, no, I like, I like sour ales. Oh. I like, uh, you know, uh, lambics and you know roadblocks. I like uh, you know I like the English ales where there's a lot of flavor and not a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. I like uh, you know double Mike's double IPA. You know I like uh, you know I like beers like that that are you know got a lot of flavor. Right. And uh, you know I'm I'm not a big fan of alcohol. Right. Uh, so I like you know to get a little buzz but not get trashed. Right. And. Uh, you know, one of the things about uh, most of the American loggers is, you know, they're refreshing, and uh, you know, but uh, again, it's it, you know, it's not intense enough for me. Hmm. It's like I like the really stinky cheeses. I like the really, you know, over the top. I like yeah. you know blue cheeses that are so Ugh. blue that you you know I love that. So I love it's goat damn. cheeses, sheep cheeses, you know, instead of a cow-based cheese because you know again, there's more intense flavors mm-hmm. to those. You know, so for me, you know, it's, it's, you know, getting those intense flavors. And the, you know, the, the master brewers at, uh, you know, Anheuser-Busch, Coors, Miller, uh, all those, you know, they're, they're very, you know, very precise and very clean in their brewing. And so, uh, you get very little, you know, it, it, and it won't hide a lot either. Sure. You gotta be, you know, an excellent log brewer. So let me quickly knock through a, a recipe here. Uh, let's go with the, st- Standard American lager. 
All right, so uh, original gravity, 1046. Uh, final gravity, 1008. Uh, apparent degree of fermentation uh, is going to be 81%. 12 IBUs. Your color is going to be out 3 SRM. For an extract brewery, you're going to go with a light uh, liquid malt extract. So uh, Alexander's, uh, you know, extra pale or, you know, the Brees extra pale uh, extracts are great. Uh, six and a quarter pounds or 2.83 kilograms. And then rice syrup, one and a half pounds or uh, 0.068 kilograms. Uh, hops, uh, let's see, you're going to go with the Halitau, 4% alpha acid pellets for 60 minutes, uh, 0.72 ounce or 20 grams. All right. If you're an all-grain brewer, here's the trick. You are going to go, if you're making an American version of of this style of, of a light lager, you're going to go with American uh, two-row or six-row malt. Uh, you're going to go with uh, 8.3 pounds or 3.76 kilograms of, again, American 2-row, American 6-row. Very important. You can't use a continental Pilsner malt in that. Hmm. Way too much flavor. The rice syrup, you replace it with uh, 2 pounds or 0.9 kilograms of flaked rice. Mash at 149 degrees Fahrenheit or 65 degrees C. Now, the... Uh, the, the reason you don't go with the Pilsner malt is, you know, when you and I, we were talking, and, and all of us were talking yeah. earlier when we were tasting the beers Nick brought, Pilsner malt. You know, Pilsner malt has a certain character to it. Mm-hmm. That is very, especially those continental Pilsner malt, comes way through. So if you're making a Heineken or Carlsberg or something like that, or Stella or something like that, you're going to use a Pilsner malt, the continental Pilsner malt. You know, all the rest would be pretty much the same, but use the continental Pilsner malt instead. And that's a lot of flavor in that compared to a domestic a two row or six row malt, right? right? Now on the on the rice syrup, the uh, that doesn't really dry out the beer, but really does not contribute hardly any flavor to the beer. That's what the rice does, because the rice this is fermentables, right? Uh, well, and, and and especially if you're putting rice in your mash, right? The rice starches are getting con- converted to maltose, okay? Because the enzymes convert. To maltose, that that's it's it's the type of enzyme that determines the sugar. Okay, that's uh, being converted. So that's why you use a lower mash temperature for the dryness. Right, uh, and 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 that makes a makes a big difference. So you're going for a dryness, but you're definitely going for a clean dryness, right? Clean, but alcohol too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and get but rid of balance. Of it. Yeah. And get rid of get rid of the malt flavor mm-hmm. in, in American style. Get rid of the hot flavor. Get rid of the malt flavor. Uh, you know, it's important to use, uh, you know, the reason I use, uh, Halitower in this, even though it's just a bittering addition, is a very slight, very subtle hop flavor, you know, will come through in such a clean beer. There's not a lot of hot to hide behind. Sure. So you want to use a, uh, you know, high quality, uh, hop, you know, so we go with a, you know, a noble hop, the Halitower 4% alpha acid. You toss in at 60 minutes, some of that will come through. Right. And you will notice that in a, in a Bud Miller course, there is hop flavor in there. Very subtle and very in the background, but it's such, those are such clean beers mm-hmm. that you can pick up those noble hops through it. And they always use noble hops? Did you ever? Oh, I think that. Or Willamette was? I, yeah, I think they use Willamette, they use whatever they need. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're sensitive enough, I think you can pick up some of those hops. Uh, it's very subtle. 
And if you're going to do that, uh, you know, you want to use a, a decent hop, I think. Okay. So for them, maybe it's it's not a big deal. But I think in the homebrew, you can afford, uh, you know, three quarters of an ounce of a of a hop for, for five pounds. <laughs> yeah. oh, I hope so. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> Save your hops. Yeah, you know. Um, for uh, the yeast, you're going to use uh, either the Y Yeast uh, 2007 Pilsen Lager or uh, White Labs WLP 840 American Lager. Either of those give you a nice, clean, uh, well-brewed beer. Uh, if you need to use dry yeast, the Fermentus Soft Lager S23 is an okay choice. It's not going to be nearly as good as the uh, the liquid yeasts. I'm a big liquid yeast fan. Uh, Compared to the dry dry yeasts, uh, for liquid yeast you're going to need either three and a half packs of liquid yeast or make yourself an appropriate starter. Um, and you put one pack into a two liter starter and then uh, do that again, and you're pretty close for six gallons. Okay. Uh, for dry yeast, you need about 18 grams of properly rehydrated dry yeast to do this. Ferment around 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 degrees C. Uh, uh, you know, keep that cool, allow it to lager for four weeks, and then these are pretty highly carbonated beers, two and a half to three volumes. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty spritzy. Yeah. And like that carbonic bite. Yeah, that it. adds to that dryness, yeah. that refreshing. You know, uh, during the middle of summer, uh, nice, nice crispy beer, uh, you know, uh, I, th- I think that's a, an important part. Mm. Mike, have you ever brewed a uh, any of these American lager beers? Uh, yeah, a couple. I've done, uh, well, and actually I have. They're all German lagers. I haven't done any American, actually. Yeah. Just a waste of time for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and I'd say it's. And a lot of people, I'm sure. You know, other than, you know, the challenge of doing it, yeah, hard yeah, it's really hard no, to beat oh, Bud Miller or Coors yeah. no, doing, I, I def- brewing, brewing those. I definitely understand the challenge of yeah. being able to duplicate and, a Bud Miller and, Coors. And the, uh, the price that they sell them at, <laughs> it's hard to do it, you know. <laughs> Price wise too, they you know, uh, you know, you, you know if this is, is if this is the beer that you want to drink uh, only, and you're not into the the art of brewing beer, it's better to go and buy it yeah, than to get into brewing your own beer. Yeah, absolutely, you know, cause they they you know they do it at such efficiencies, oh, yeah. and uh, you know with such talent right. that. You know what are you going to do? You, you, you're not going to beat that. You know, so the only reason you do this is for your own yeah. art and enjoyment yeah. of having the challenge. done it yourself. Sure. It's like I make cheese every once in a while, and right. uh, most of the cheeses I think I just go out and buy a better cheese, cheaper right. than what, what I'm doing. No, I, I have know? made a Stella Artois, so I mean I made uh-huh. a, a basically what would fall into the stock guidelines as a premium lager. Right. So that's good. Uh, you know that's that's one of the things you can do if for a premium lager. You're gonna you're gonna you know jack that OG up to about 10.53, and your IBUs up to uh, 20. Uh, if you're making a uh, light American lager, uh, you are going to uh, dial that down to 10.35ish, 10.38. Okay, and 10.35 is a good guess. 10.38 and a uh, IBU about ten, okay, and that's that's essentially the the difference between the so same the, the, same ingredients. Yeah, the light, the standard, and the premium. Percentages, Un- unless you're going to go to a uh, 
uh, a, a continental type beer, like you're, you know, again, the Heineken or Carlsberg or something like that, then you're going to go to a Pilsner malt, continental Pilsner malt, and that's going to give you pretty much all your flavor right there. And you might up the hops. You might put in a, uh, I don't know that you would increase the bittering a whole lot, but you would uh, maybe drop in a, uh, you know, a late hop addition even. And something like that. Just for not much, yeah, just just a little bit. You know, maybe uh, a half ounce, quarter ounce, third of an ounce at uh, you know the last ten minutes. So maybe you know seven to fourteen grams. The thing about these beers, I mean, they're very hard to do. I think because there's Mm -hmm. very minimal ingredients. I mean, nothing to hide behind. There's nothing zero. I mean, you can hide behind a bunch of hops. If you screw up as a brewer. It's yeah. obvious. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. What's impressive, though, I mean, we've talked about this on the show, too, Justin, um, is consistency that Budweiser does globally. I mean, you get a can of their beer, and it's the same freaking Bud here in Africa or the United States, California. Yeah. I mean, that's hard to do. <laughs> well, and I think I mentioned this on one of the shows that I was on the Sunday show earlier on, is um, if, you go in, if you have ketchup here on the West Coast, you know, Heinz ketchup or whatever, and you go and have it in the Midwest, you go and have it on the East Coast, and you go and have it in, uh, you know, like the Netherlands. That's four different types of ketchup, I swear to you. <laughs> I mean, they're all good products, mm-hmm. but they're all slightly different. I don't know if they purposefully make them different for those markets, but I wouldn't imagine, like, West Coast, Midwest, you know, East Coast of the U.S. or South North that you would make a different product. But I'm telling you, they're different. Now... Yeah, you got to. They're all growing, you know, tomatoes and you know processing tomatoes, and you know they're grown in different soils, different climates, so it's going to taste different. But I'm, I'm, and I don't think I could ever do any better than that. But the the thing that's amazing is these large brewers can make a beer that you can have a beer, uh, a Budweiser on the West Coast, you can have a Budweiser in the Midwest, you can have a Budweiser on the East Coast, and it's really hard to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Well, if you download our second GABF show uh, that we did, Florian is the experimental brewer for Anheuser-Busch. It's the first time we've gotten Anheuser-Busch on the show, and they sat up there with us. And what his job is is to take in the new crops, whatever the new ingredients are, whenever they come in, and brew with them so that they can analyze what the difference is so that they can brew that consistent beer. Wow. So he essentially described his position as he, he brews the same beer, but he changes one ingredient every time. So if they've got a new crop of uh, you know barley or rice or whatever it is, he changes that one ingredient, keeps everything else the same, and figures out what the difference is, and they analyze it, and it's part of their <laughs> consistency process. So you get you can hear him talk about that when I put up those GABF cool. uh, podcasts tonight. Well, this is essentially how I improved my brewing. Was I would change one thing Keep and it see what happened because yeah. you know you, you get so much you know uh, conflicting information on the internet and all the information that you read. Everybody's got a different way of doing things, and you're like, well, you know, this this person says this, this person says that, and then you know, here's a third opinion. So what I started doing was trying to do exactly the same beer with one thing changed, and and uh, you know, once you do that, you start understanding what differences things make, and then you can control things once you know that. So that's a huge thing, especially in making longer beers. Uh, you know, people will change. People don't think they're changing a whole lot of things, but you need to keep. You know, one of the one of the reasons you want to use uh, like an oxygen stone and a tank is it's very easy to control oxygenation, right? You can 
get yourself a watch, you turn on the flow, you wait a certain number of seconds, you turn it off, you do it exactly the same every time. Right. Right? doesn't really matter what you're choosing as a value. Just keep it the same every time. Right. So you can screw with all the other the other values, right? Right. Pitching rate, uh, fermentation temperature, you know, uh, keep your pitching rate always the same. And then, you know, once you're doing that, you can, you can start messing with lager temperatures. That's why, uh, you know, my, my whole pitching, uh, for lagers, I like to pitch at, uh, you know, 43, 44 degrees Fahrenheit. And then let the, the beer slowly ramp up to 50 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 10 degrees C, I think it is. And, uh, let that, you know, ferment out like that nice and steady and nice and cool. Makes a nice clean lager. And the reason I know that is because I'm able to keep my ox, I've got a medical regulator that pr- provides a precise flow rate. I'm able to, you know, keep, uh, you know, the amounts the same on the oxygen, the amounts the same on the, on the pitching, uh, you know, and then, mess around with fermentation temperature and this is one of the reasons I kind of got away from conicals was I couldn't afford enough conicals to uh, you know take care of what I needed I need you know like eight fermenters that are identical sure so carboys are an easy way to go and each of the carboys is different I'm sure you know there's slight differences in those carboys that actually may make a difference in, you know, the flavor of the beer. I wouldn't worry about it too much, but, you know, keep in mind when, you know, that may be part of the source of a difference. Part of the source of a difference is, you know, uh, you know, there, there, there's so many little things. And you, what you want to do is eliminate all those little variables. Get yourself down to a very simple plan where you control things and where you can uh, uh, understand, you know, the change you made made this difference. And once you know that, then you can use that. That becomes like another color on your palette, you know, as an artist of, mm-hmm. of, of making beer. You're like, okay, I can do this, and, and, and it's going to make that change. You know, this other thing can make that change. It's like, uh, you know, you don't know the difference between ingredients until you can make a beer consistently, and, and until you can uh, mash the same, dough in the same. Uh, you know, adjust your, you know, hit your temperature yeah, the yeah. same, uh, boil the same, sparge the same, uh, you know, chill the same, you know, sanitize the same, you know, get in the fermenter the same, yeah. uh, you know, uh, amount of oxygen, amount of, uh, yeast, amount of, you know, all those things are, uh, are, are, are critical. So, to and, say the and, least. Yeah, <laughs> unless, unless you can do that, you cannot, uh, really, uh, adjust uh, you know, uh, you know, tell what the difference is in an ingredient. Anyways, uh, I'm rambling on. We're gonna take a quick break here, and then when we come back, we will uh, get into uh, some questions from the chat, probably. All right, we'll be back right after this. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Lab yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. 
Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. All right. Uh, Brewing classic styles. Take one. So we got to do this commercial for the BN. Okay. What do you want to do? I don't know. It's uh, for Jamil's new book. Are you going to get it? Of course. You're going to pay money? I think we get that stuff for free, don't we? <laughs> I haven't got anything for free yet. Have you? No. Got a free kick in the butt. Yeah. This is starting to sound like an episode of The Butchers. Why haven't we done one of those butchers lately? No one likes them. Oh. There's good reason nobody likes those either. What's that? Because I'm short and insecure and you're fat and smell like ass? Oh, man. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we roll tape? All right, let's go. This fall, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available from just one place. Uh, no, did you can get it in a lot of places. Well, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available for pre-order from only one place. That's not true either. All right, smarty pants, but only one place will have it signed. Oh, that's cool. TheBrewingNetwork.com offers brewing classic styles by Jamil Zanishev, the most awarded homebrewer in history, and homebrewing expert John Palmer. Available now for pre-order from the Brewing Network store, signed by Jamil himself. It's every BJCP style. Every recipe is extract and all grain. Every single one has won awards. Every style has some tips on how you brew the beer, what to focus on, what the key parts are of brewing and extract version of the style. Available this fall, Brewing Classic Styles. Pre-order your copy today. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. Can you imagine a world without liquid yeast or German Pilsner malt? No rinse sanitizer. East Kent Goldings. Neither can Northern Brewer. Since 1993, Northern Brewer has been dedicated to spreading the enjoyment of good brewing and good beer by bringing these and other products to homebrewers everywhere. They have a comprehensive selection of ingredients and equipment for making beer, mead, wine, cider, and soda with thousands of different items in stock. Everything you need in one place at a great price. Tech support and order advice from their expert and friendly staff is available by email or phone seven days a week. Fast and accurate shipping combined with their central location in Minnesota, USA means you never have to wait long for your order. Request a free full-color catalog by calling toll-free 1-800-681-2739 or visit them online at northernbrewer.com. This is The Jameel Show. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, all the light, standard, premium American lagers. Oh, we got some questions from the chat. Uh, record numbers of uh, people in the chat room tonight. Yeah, a lot of people hanging out. Um, you know how it goes with this style. Not everybody's uh, favorite Not style. Not everybody's cup of tea. But a couple good questions did come through. Uh, somebody asked if they should brew a high-gravity beer in this style and then dilute it. Or mm-hmm. just go for a flawless, low-gravity, you know, start right from there. That's a really interesting question because uh, m- my understanding is most of those big brewers, they do brew a higher-gravity version 
of this beer, and then they uh, add water back to get to whatever their target is. And I don't know if that really results in a cleaner beer or not, because uh, you know, with a with a higher gravity fermentation, if you can do a higher gravity fermentation and make it just as clean as you would with a lower gravity fermentation, then you know, adding the water probably makes it even cleaner. So that would be a good trick to try. Uh, if you can make a nice, uh, you know, clean, uh, lower gravity version, then, uh, you know, that is what I do. And I, and I must admit, I have never tried brewing the higher gravity and lower, <laughs> lowering the, uh, and then adding, adding water back. Now, apparently, somebody in the studio has tried that. I'm not sure who. Yeah, yeah. Let's ask Dole around. Has. Yeah, uh, I have. Uh, oh, McDonald's back. For the summer. But you, but you haven't brewed American lager No, this, this is a... Bo- <laughs> but you've done with other... This is other a beers. Bohemian Pilsner. Right? Uh-huh. And it was like... Uh, I don't know. It came out to be like 8.5% or something. Mm-hmm. It's an Imperial Bohemian Pilsner. So I brewed the beer. I brewed uh, 10 gallons. And then I uh, also uh, boiled... Or I took my treated water, boiled it, and then carbonated a five-gallon keg of uh, water. So depending whether I was going to play golf, evening party, or whatever, I would dial in the the uh, gravity of the uh, beer I was taking. Mm-hmm. So like we, Justin and I and Chad went and were, uh, Chad and I, you were there too, yeah. And Mike White yeah. went to play golf, and so we needed like a beer for golf. So I uh, That's how you just it? watered it down to like a 30 starting gravity beer. You mad scientist! Yeah, I didn't, I'm glad you didn't tell me that on the course. I would have no, that was just, thrown yeah, that, it in that, your face. That beer is like more than half water. Wow! No yeah, kidding. I mixed it that day. I golfed really well that day. <laughs> <laughs> you were sober. So, so, so the the question is: Do you believe that uh, doing that results in a beer with uh, a cleaner profile than if you had brewed it at uh, the lower gravity to start with? Well, you know, mine was a limited experience. I don't know. Uh, I would say, you know, it gives you more flexibility in determining what beer you want to drink. But I think I, you know, I think you'd be better off brewing the beer, and because I think part of the of a beer is the conditioning, especially lagering a beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I skipped all that with this. Because of Budweiser, where they do make the high gravity beer, they of course they beechwood age it, which means that what it passed over some beechwood on the one the bottling line or something like yeah. that. No, actually, they they do the beechwood aging. Is uh, the whole purpose is they actually uh, like sanitize and steam the the snot out of these beechwood uh, 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 chips. And uh, what happens is the uh, the uh, wood fibers and grain kind of stick up and provide this this huge surface area for the yeast oh. to land on. And what this does is uh, the yeast flocculate out, and you get this this a massive surface area. Of yeast, and the the wood provides no flavor whatsoever. But this massive surface area actually gives uh, more yeast contact to the beer, and actually will reduce a lot of those uh, end components of fermentation, all those intermediate comp- compounds that we worry about: acetal, DMS, you know, all that, or uh, acetaldehyde, things like that. It will actually uh, clean those up better because there's a, a much greater surface area of the beer touching the yeast. Same reason we roast the yeast when right, we do it. Right, yeah. exactly. So that's why they do it, and they they do it for a reason, and it's uh, and they spend a lot of uh, effort and a lot of money on uh, doing that beechwood aging for for a reason. They don't do it uh, for fun. Um, homebrew shops should sell beechwood. That'd be great. 
Um, you talked about too when when you were carbonating your beer, when you blended the carb yeah. carbonated water, mm-hmm. you were worried about oxygen yeah. um, getting into your beer, and that's sure. why I think you mentioned. About yeah, I never it. I never like uh, mixed it and then bottled it or anything like that. It was always mixed it in a keg and then took it and drank it. You know, okay. no storage at all. Now, are you worried about oxygen? You think if you were to blend carbonated water back to your beer, do you think it could affect maybe the no, some of the flavors? No, you can you can deoxygenate uh, a water. I think you you boil it and then you uh, only expose it to like carbon dioxide after that, and the boiling drives out all the oxygen, and then you uh, and then you you add the CO two back. All right. Another question that came through uh, was about water. Is this a style that your uh, that flaws in your water will really show up in? You know, is this something we have to be concerned about? Yeah, I think so. I I think you can make it with a lot of different kinds of water, uh, but uh, you know, if you have a really uh, harsh uh, minerally water, that's going to come right through. If you have a uh, uh, real soft water, you know, that's going to affect kind of the, uh, you know, the dryness of the beer. It's going to, it's going to make a softer, maltier beer, I think. So yeah, yeah on this, uh, you know, I kind of dial into that mid range of, of water, I think. Okay. And the last thing, McDowell, I just want you to know that Tasty McDowell is taking off like wildfire. <laughs> Tasty. Yes. It's all Tasty over there. It's all over the chat. What about Sleepy McChad? <laughs> Sleepy McChad will be next, but, uh, Tasty McDowell's already taken hold. I knew it. I knew it would happen. Uh, yeah. That sounded like a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jay-Z. It's all yours. All right. So, uh, couple of things I wanted to cover. Class, are you paying attention? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Here we are. I get no respect around here. You see. You see why? Why I have to write a book? <laughs> All right. So what most? Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, standard American Lager. Original gravity ten forty six. Twelve IBUs. Three SRM. You're targeting about a five percent ABV. Uh, if you're an extract brewer, you're going to use six and a quarter pounds or 2.83 kilograms of uh, light liquid malt extract and 1.5 pounds or 0.68 kilograms of rice syrup. For all grain brewer, instead, you're going to use uh, uh, 8.3 pounds or 3.76 kilograms of an American two-row or six-row malt. And uh, in place of the rice syrup, you're going to use two pounds or 0.9 kilograms of flaked rice mashed at 149 degrees Fahrenheit or 65 degrees C. For hops, you're going to use uh, Hallertauer pellets, 4% alpha acid for 60 minutes. You're going to use uh, 0.72 ounce or 20 grams. That's going to give you about 12 IBUs using the Rager formula. For yeast, use White Labs WLP 840 American Lager or Y Yeast 2007 Pilsen Lager. If you are a dry yeast user, uh, you can go with uh, the Fermentus Soft Lager S23 is probably your best choice. Uh, if you can really shake it, uh, or if you can, if you can, if you can uh, make it happen, go with the uh, liquid yeast. They're going to give you a much cleaner uh, profile than the uh, Fermentus Soft Lager. You know, I came uh, uh, Ted Hostauer, He uh, sent me a uh, link to a paper that uh, really kind of backs up this whole thing about the dry yeast versus liquid yeast and the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, uh, compounds that come out through the, uh, dry yeast. You know, drying yeast really just trashes the, uh, stresses the, them, right? The, the, uh, yeah, the cells and, uh, you know, the membranes are, you know, get totally screwed up and just pretty much anything can leak in and out. And, you know, it's just, just, just not the way to go if you can avoid it. Uh, you know, the, the liquid yeast companies uh, exist for, for a great reason. 
Anyways, uh, you know, ferment that thing cold, uh, you know, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 degrees C, and, uh. How long would you ferment it for in a primer? Uh, you know, it's probably gonna be done in about two weeks. Give it an extra couple of weeks just to, uh, let it clean up after itself. And then, uh, if you want, you can raise it, uh, a few degrees at the, uh, last third of fermentation. You start out cool, you know, raise it towards the end. That's gonna give you the cleanest, uh, lager fermentation. And then uh, carbonate to uh, two and a half, three volumes of beer. Uh, if you want to keep supporting the Brewery Network and uh, lots of grand programming like this, you want to go to the uh, Brewery Network store, brewingnetwork.com. There's a button for the store, slash store, and uh, pick yourself up a Brewing Network shirt. They've got uh, the uh, Hop Grenade shirts in there right now as I'm speaking, but you need to act quickly. Uh, get yourself one of those. I got one. Really cool. And, uh, you might pick up a copy of, uh, Brewing Classic Styles. 80 winning recipes anyone can brew. Uh, we'll sign it for you, but there's very few left. So, uh, go and get yourself right? one now. Yeah, it's, it's, we're running out. I'm, I'm just not gonna sign thousands of these things. So, arthritis. Uh, yeah, I'm old, and, uh, this is probably your last chance to get one before I, I kick off. So, uh, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, go ahead. End the show. Let's yeah, do I was, it. I was going to, except that I had the intro there instead of the outro. <laughs> we could do another show. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> let's, let's do beer. Double IPAs. Do all, uh, double, double IPAs. IPAs. Yeah, really. yeah, keep, <laughs> keep going. This is happening here. Everything's listed this wrong is, now. <laughs> this, is, this is fine, fine programming coming your right. And like I said, if you want to promote this fine work that Justin's doing yeah. right now. Yeah. I could buy a... Uh, some caffeine to stay awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's next? Do you know the next Jamil show? That I have no idea. It's all on the website. You know, go to thebrewingnetwork.com, click on the Jamil show, and then uh, the upcoming episodes. There is a list through the uh, rest of 2008, all the shows that we're going to do. And actually, we have a, a surprise new show that might be on the horizon uh, we're, we're uh, looking at doing. And... Uh, you may have a chance to participate. Anyways, uh, keep your ears peeled for uh, information on that. Uh, Bruce Strong. The Jameel Show has been a production of The Brewing Network. Please send questions for Jameel to jameel at thebrewingnetwork.com. The Jamil Show airs live right here on The Brewing Network.